0: Hello, our smutty little friends, and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, we're going to be sliding between the pages with B Page, also known as Kelly Stock. Welcome, Kelly.
1: Hi, ladies. <laughs>
0: we're so excited to have you back on, and can you believe we're up to season eight, episode nine.
2: Mm, well, when, did, when did you join us? I think the first one was season one, I think.
0: I feel like you were on season one first yeah. time.
2: Oh, I think we I think spoke about Academy of I Stardom, stardom the very
0: first. You did? I think crazy. You did. Yeah. So everybody can go back and check that out because today we are going to be talking about Academy of Stardom. And firstly, before we get into it, for anybody who is new to B, she does live a secretive life in London, loves a good <laughs> red wine, and occasionally swings around poles. Now, <laughs> I'm... I'm very disappointed because while we got to this point and this discussion point, the very first time we talked, we thought we were going to witness a pole dancing scene at Babe twenty twenty-three. <laughs> we didn't see it. So we're really there gonna was have no to...
1: dancing though. I would not dance, but there was there was no dancing. I was really well, looking forward to a good boogie and there was
0: there were silks <laughs> hanging from the roof. So really there's no excuse. <laughs> Because you could have swung on those, you know. What I'm saying, like there was that that could have, occurred. have
1: broken something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I do say that if you haven't started any of B Page's books, it's time to get involved. Because honestly, her books are brilliant. We started with Academy of Stardom. That was um, how we first came across you, and were obsessed from the start um, and then we went back and basically read your whole back catalogue and then continued on with the story for, following on from Academy of Stardom.
1: I love so, that. I just,
0: mm-hmm. firstly, mm-hmm. Academy of Stardom books are so friggin' pretty. Like it doesn't matter what cover you get. They're so beautiful. The colours on them are so vivid. Um, but... It is a dance academy, why choose romance. Um, There are some dark aspects and some gang aspects of it. Um, But essentially it is about Penn and the Breakers. And they started a relationship together when they were younger, which was platonic at the time. And they kind of bonded through their mutual love of dance and they used that as an outlet to move through some very difficult parts of their lives. Um, and as does happen in these romance books, there was some miscommunication and a falling out only <laughs> for them to be, you know, reunited at Stardom Academy, which is a prestigious dance academy. And that's when all the secrets unfold.
1: Yes. Yes exactly right you're very good at relaying the story actually sometimes I'm like what happened no I know what happened but I mean like I can't do it as succinctly as you can Amanda has this like crazy memory like I'll I'll, like
2: remember key parts like obviously rooftop scene is into my mind Uh, but um but I'll remember key parts of different books I'm like was there like Bailey something about an MC? Like, and then like, we're talking about a different series today. I'm like, was there something about an MC? She's like, yeah. And, and I'm like, well, now we read that. We read that two years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah, I have
0: a weird memory when it comes to books. <laughs>
2: That's amazing. Yeah. So I can, um, I just rely on her to give me my like recap of books. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's all come back now. Thanks. <laughs> but honestly,
0: like, this is one of our favourite series of all times. And the reason why we're talking oh, about it at the moment.
2: Stop. Well, we is, all know seriously. that Dax is. Yes. Right heart.
0: <laughs> so Dax <laughs> is one of the breakers and well, let's just say this, four sexy men that can dance and are also like a part of a gang.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and we and do.
2: And so troubled.
0: Yeah, Troubled, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got Dax, Zeno, mm. Zane and York and Pen, And, um, <clears throat> yeah, Dax is on Beck's permanent forever. hair list forever. I love they that. Are gonna be replaced. my
2: permanent one as well, just yeah. so you yeah. know. Yeah, he can never be removed. No. <laughs> Some have tried, but never said. <laughs> <sexy. dare they? laughs>
0: and they? And they won't, they won't. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a real soul-deep obsession there that you have with Dax, isn't it?
2: <laughs> he just, I love it. just broke into my dark little soul and it's just there forever. Just attached. Just attached. <laughs> just to you. attached.
0: And so there are four books in the series. It is complete and it starts with freestyle and then we've got uh, lyrical, breakers and finale.
1: That, that's right.
0: And the reason why we're talking about it now is because you've only just released Encore, which is yeah. essentially an extended epilogue of the series. Yeah. And, like, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, I'm obsessed and I honestly, <laughs> and I, I did a TikTok about it and I just couldn't even That's stop. it. I loved it. Because, like, Firstly, for anybody who's listening who has read the series but hasn't listened to the playlist, you need to listen to the playlist Mm -hmm. and in particular especially when the dance scenes are on because the dance scenes are Mm -hmm. so beautifully described and especially if you listen to the song that's referred to while you're reading the dance scene, it really feels like you are there watching that scene like Mm -hmm. I can vividly envision the dance that is Mm -hmm. occurring especially the dance that is referred to in encore and I just haven't stopped listening to No Ordinary I just keep listening to it over and over again and then I get super
1: emotional that song is just when I when I I was looking for a song for that scene And I happened across it, I was like, "Okay, this is just absolutely perfect. It was just just sums up everything that I wanted to say. And I listened to it on repeat, like, the whole time I was writing that scene over and over and over again.
0: (laughs) That's what I did. I put it on repeat while I was reading the scene out. And honestly, I hadn't heard the song before, but it is a really beautiful song. And it is completely perfect for that dance scene because vividly like while you're reading it you can vividly imagine it playing out and it's literally their love story playing out in real time mm-hmm. like it's like a dedication of their love to each other the performance yeah. and it's just so beautiful
1: thank you <laughs> it
0: it really is and I um a friend of ours Immy she read it with um she read it just before I did and so she was kind of commentating like not giving me spoilers but like I would message her and be like this happened and she'd be like just wait just wait (laughs) so (laughs) like for anybody who hasn't read the series and doesn't want spoilers maybe just like jump ahead a couple of minutes because we need to we need to discuss these things in detail because you
2: know. Also, I'm not be, doing this episode without a spoiler, but like, they cannot be
0: passed over. Bad. So this is a spoiler alert in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to listen to spoilers, go for it. If not, maybe jump ahead a little bit. Go
2: and read not, and then come back and then listen from this point on. Correct. Mm. Um
0: so obviously uh at the in finale there is a scene on the rooftop where there is some MM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the jacuzzi scene. Yeah. Forever branded in our minds at that point.
2: Yeah. I think about it daily. Is that weird?
0: So much. It's like, <laughs> it's our Roman Empire. Uh, Is well, it? Well, I it love that. Until we read Encore and now. <gasps> like, oh, I
2: don't know. I, it's still, it's still, it's still there. I mean, it, it, like... Sorry,
0: it will always be there, but then Encore, you know. Um. So anyway, I, I messaged Imi, I said, oh my God. <laughs> Dax is doming Zane, and she's <laughs> like, "Just wait." And then I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, York and Zane in the kitchen." She's like, "Seriously, <laughs> just wait." Then yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, Dax is going to dom Zeno. Like, this is just two doms."
2: Yeah,
1: I had to build. I build. I built to that moment. I kind of yeah, knew that I wanted them to do something, and I was like, okay, but I've got to just strip feed feed you all a little bit and just you know prepare you. Uh, I moment. was
0: prepared, and here they are okay. in like a five person shower. <laughs> no, I know I love that. With rails that you can five hold person on to. shower. I was like,
2: That's so
0: <laughs> it's so thoughtful. What a
2: brilliant idea! Do I need a five person shower? Is what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, and I was just like, "Holy shit, this is going to happen." And then she wrote back in all capital letters, "And she's there." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm here. It's happening."
2: Um, I was like. I do feel like I do love. I do, like. I did love that, but I I loved that Zane kept calling him daddy. I like, love that, that. Was that. my <laughs> favorite. I was like Zayn. I I understand you're. A, Dom too, but if you just called him daddy one time.
0: No, I liked the aspect. I liked the aspect of Zeno and Dax with, firstly, and I was, you know, talking about it in terms of the fact that it seemed like a very natural progression in their relationship. Having been together for five years at that point, um, you know, it didn't seem like, it seemed like it had just naturally progressed to that point where they'd all kind of just got They were all in love with each other Um, and obviously Penn is the centre of their relationship, but they all just had this mutual affection for each other and they were just happy to see where it went at different times and, you know, go along with the flow. But I think that particular scene, it was so hot, but also it was really beautiful because their vulnerability with each other like Dax was like I need control and Zeno was like I think I need to give up control and like for them to share that moment with each other I think that was even more like like even bigger in their relationship because what followed was obviously like mind blowing but you know for them to feel comfortable with each other enough to be able to say that and like express their needs it was just so beautiful.
2: I love that yeah. you've gone so deep on this. To me, uh, I was just like, he touched his dick. He touched his dick. He, he grabbed him by the neck. And then <laughs> he, did, and like, so he did
1: though. He did. Well, to be fair,
0: I haven't stopped thinking about it since I've read it. So I have analysed every little detail. So I've mm. probably already gone past the dick touching part like mm. a number of times. So now I've gone to mm. the deeper section. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I've gone, down, yeah. I've gone down another level.
2: I see.
0: Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Because also I
0: loved so much that Zeno like bratted him out. Like I loved mm. so much that he just was not gonna like. He wasn't yeah. gonna give in.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think he ever could really. No, not completely. It, it was that whole vulnerability. It wasn't even about for me the sexy side. Really, it was. It was exactly what you said. It was about they both need something out of that moment, and they both needed to be vulnerable in their own way. And I just, I just loved the whole scene because of that. I think.
0: Hmm. oh so good so good um, do you need a
1: moment
2: or are you alone? <laughs>
0: I'll you know I'll need a moment later that's fine I can...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's okay I can it's fine you know I've been thinking about it non-stop for weeks so you know I can you know I can put it off that's that's okay um uh, I'm a professional there's
2: like a decompression episode for Amanda just to like it really yeah. is. Talk through.
1: Talk it through.
0: Talk mm-hmm. it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. There were also like some other parts that I really loved in it. I really loved, firstly, the part where, like, there was this big secret about because this is the thing. Like, there's in all of your series, there's always overlaps with other characters. Yeah. And I. I really enjoy that part and I kind of thought that I was okay with just getting those little snippets of the breakers in the other series until I started reading this. And then I was like, Oh my God, no, I need to be immersed in their world always. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we've brought all the characters together for this. So we've got Grim and Beast um, and they've got their own duet, of course, which people can go and read, but they've got this big fight night going on and nobody knows who's fighting. And then
2: yeah,
0: I loved that it was Arden and Jacob that were going to fight, and that <laughs> it was because that they had were challenged each other when they were drunk. And like six months later, they're still going through with it. They're like, "Well, I can't possibly let that go down. That's going to have to. Yeah. We will need to settle." It had to be them.
1: When I kind of thought of that idea, I was like, "Right, okay, we need to get the whole crew together. I need, I need somehow to get everyone." together or as much as of the characters across the universe together I was like who's gonna fight and I had it had to be it had to be Jacob and Arden like two those two going head to head both of them like really two psychopaths two it's psychos better. basically going head to head but it was just yeah I loved it
0: <laughs> I love that part <laughs> so much and I also love that Christy didn't know and yeah I know yeah, everyone else yeah, should, like, yeah sorry oh, about know. that Obviously. um Grim didn't want you to like get upset about it
2: uh, oh, so okay. she was just
0: like not going to tell you, um, until like you just see him in the ring.
2: <laughs> yeah, awkward. Yeah, she was pissed.
0: <laughs> um, I also really. is love-
2: like super chill about it. She's like,
0: oh, "No, oh, Jesus.
2: Be I mean,
0: cool. she's like, I know how to make all of the brews, so it's fine. That's why I can- I'm
2: here. I'm
1: just I can get
2: yeah. them up." Heal them all afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Sin
1: over. was just like, like I can just I can deal with these stupid men and heal them <laughs> and sort them out. It's okay. It's all like it's all good. Just leave it with me.
2: Calm down. We've got other issues that I need to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She out had right to, now. you know, exactly. She had to deal with other catastrophes. Um, I also really loved um the scene where Arden gives Zeno the drawing
1: yes yes I love that I actually in one of the books now do you know what I'm trying to think which one it was it might have been in their obsession duet because you'll I don't know if you remember but Christy has like this whole thing where she sees into the future of lots of the characters and there is one bit in that where there's one line and it's it says I can't think it basically speaks of a child in that line and it obviously belongs to the breakers in dark curly hair and I was like right, this is the moment I bring that child back into Encore um, and it had to be him, it had to be Arden who who gave that sketch because of his whole story and him doing the sketch of Dax and you know, not Dax oh. but the, do you remember in, in, in remember. the uh, finale? Yeah. And I remember. So yeah. I that remember that dance scene
0: as well, Kelly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know all the juicy dance scenes, but yeah. So I was like, okay, it really worked to bring it round three hundred and sixty, and it was so it was so special that he was the one who had that picture over of of, of the little girl. Yeah,
0: I know. And he's like, she'll be beautiful, and I was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: one of my friend, my girlfriend's messaged me today, and um, she's she says to me. Because um, she read Academy of Stardom I and she's read their obsession and everything like a little while ago, and yeah. um, she sends me a message like, Have you read Curses and Kills? I'm like, Yeah, 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 but have like, Have you seen Encores Out? She's like, No, but I'll be downloading it for this weekend, and so she's coming to cheer. It's Amy, I really hope you read that at Cheer Con, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh my god I'm going to talk to her about that I'm very excited now that yeah. to, to see well, she her was,
2: she was downloading it today so that's wonderful
0: good job yeah. Amy mm-hmm. um also like to the point where we just we might even recommend it where it's not maybe not even appropriate for example <laughs> a, a girl that we worked with yeah you know she was like I read romance books too and we were like, cool, what do you read? And she was like,
2: The notebook.
0: The notebook, Nick. <laughs> and we were like, Oh, awesome. Yeah, well, you should read
2: Academy of Science. Oh so Lord! I tried to go in like pretty light tradition. with her. And Amanda's yeah. like, I think that might be a bit like she's gone from notebook to <laughs> full on reverse harem gangsters. Love and- it. I was like but you know what? It's I, it was the perfect book because it's you that's know That's what I thought too. And serious, I, I I was anyway like, addicted. Do you think so? Because I mean I could have gone in with their obsession. Like-
1: <laughs> 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 can't <No>. be <laughs> poor poor woman, she might not have survived that. Oh
2: Uh, uh, i I said it's a dance romance
1: it's a dance
0: romance (laughs) that's what she said this girl was going on a holiday she goes this is a dance romance you should read this i was like wow we've just jumped from from the notebook to that that's fine like i'm never gonna i'm never gonna diss that i'm like you go for it you know mm -hmm. it's just
1: just a slow burn like it's a little bit slower it doesn't go full in there does it right the get-go
0: no (laughs) true Maybe not as slow as the notebook now. It's a
2: good step-up question. Get it? That? I said step-up because that's a dance pun.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you for explaining it. Thank you for explaining that because, honestly, I just would not have got that without your explanation. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I can't even. I also am obsessed with Lena and Grey.
2: Yeah. Finally. I
1: I knew I knew right from the second he was he was on the page to look after her but obviously at that point wasn't possible that would have been that would have been a very very taboo book but I knew that eventually and it was quite a tough one because there was that whole thing of him having to deal with the fact that he had looked after her as a child you know as a, yeah, as a sort of a young teen a teenager and then him having to try and mentally rationalise or not because he wasn't doing it very, you know, you know that he now is in love with her in a different way, and it was. But then he just wants so to look perfect. After her in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that York was just like, Do you know what, we're just going to lock them in the room together. And that's just going to sort <laughs> it out.
1: So but that is so typically him. He's like, you know what? These two just need to just deal with this. Let's they just, just need to them get it on. The door.
0: They just need to get it on and just you know yeah. get out their frustrations. And then afterward, Lena was like, "Thank you, York." Yeah. You yeah. Know, she knew. She knew that's exactly what she needed to yeah. uh, to get there. Um, but yes, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed everything in there mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think thank you Amy explained it really well but I think it's probably twofold she explained it as a love story a love letter from you to your characters yeah and that's what it was like but it was also kind of like a love letter between the breakers as well like between themselves and yeah it was really cool to see where they were at and you know the struggles that they were having and how they had forgotten something that was so deeply intrinsic to that who they were as people yeah. being dance and how they rediscovered that, which was which was awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean I always knew that I was uh, way back when when I wrote the series, I always knew that there was going to be a fifth one. But I didn't know when and how or what what I would do because effectively their story was wrapped up and it was done. Um, and then I was like what about an extended epilogue and it was something it's a a, full-length novel really but um, and I was like well how how can I make this like an interesting what and then I realised like you know like everyday people after five years or ten years of being in a relationship things settle down and things that you loved in the beginning don't always stay you know you kind of evolved don't you but I also I thought well how can I get this to be a story about dance again you know and then the fact that they were working so hard at the club and they were striving to have this lovely life together as a family that they didn't have with other people and they kind of forgot you know they never they never stopped loving dance but they kind of forgot that what they enjoyed so much and it's part of them is is performing together and it was just a real real great way to sort of wrap up their story I think. And then obviously with the introduction of their little baba too, that was fun. I did.
0: I did love that part actually when she was giving birth and then Dina <laughs> was just like pacing and York was passing out and it was just so yeah. hilarious. I was like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I was just, and actually that part you know when there's the line in that, and he says it's like, yeah. There, there's a part of the end where York mentions about the fact that the baby's head is crowning. Oh yeah, he? yeah. And then he, I think he says, doesn't he? It's about the ex. It looks like The Exorcist, something out of The Exorcist. Oh my god, that part, that is honestly. A, a real life line that my husband said about <laughs> my son coming out of my vagina. <laughs> so there you are. Fun fact.
0: Honestly, well, that fun was hilarious. Fact. It was hilarious yeah. and because especially because she's like and I think I hear something about York saying that it looks like the exorcist because its head's turning around and yes. and then she's like is my baby a devil and then yeah. and then Dax and um Dax and are like no baby no shut up York like Jesus Christ yeah. take him away
1: <laughs> Uh, i just loved doing that whole scene because i kind of knew how each (laughs) of them would be in that moment i knew york would be like basically wanting to throw up and pass out and dina would be so scared and be like pacing 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 and the other guys would just be like their her rock kind of thing i just knew that that was how it would play out i loved writing that it was so much fun it was it
0: i i totally forgot about that part but that's hilarious <laughs> have you ever thought of doing like a kind of like what you've done with the extended epilogue but like a by request one in terms of scenes because I've seen it done for, by other authors where like for example somebody might say I'd really love to see the shower scene but from Zeno's perspective
1: Ah, or like no, that sort of stuff, have- or like I'd really like Ooh. to
0: see, you know, the fight scene that occurred between Arden and Jacob, or you know, like parts that didn't happen, but like where people were really intrigued to see how that played out. Like, have you ever thought of doing like something yeah. like? I have press?
1: had, yeah. I mean, I've had people ask me to write a boy's point of view for freestyle, mm. um, and an mm. actual fact, they're hidden away in my Facebook group. Are some files and you can still get to them of Zeno's point of view and a lot of the dances, like when he, you know, there's some stuff in there hidden away. So I have done it and I actually think that that's a real possibility, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it would definitely be a possibility for sure. I'd have to do, I'd have to think about it, but it's really hard because I love these characters so much. And part of me is like, that You've got to put them to bed now. Come on, just leave no. them be. No. The other part of me is like I don't want to put them to bed. They're just so like part think... of who me, they're not ready know. for
0: bed yet, Kelly. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, because so many things. Like, firstly, what about Zeno's perspective when he dances butchero with her for the first time when yeah. she's blindfolded? Yeah,
1: I know. Oh mm. my god, that scene is one of the. Yeah. one of the there is key scenes in each of the books that people always you know have on repeat you know they're like that scene is just the the one you know and that's definitely one of them um for sure that lots of people always remember that very pivotal moment but yes I actually think I did did I now did I do his view I'll have to look in the Facebook group because I'm pretty sure I might have done his point of view they're for that one these hidden little treasures hidden treasure somewhere tucked away I feel like
0: people would go nuts if you said that you were going to do that and people would just go
1: crazy. Well, that, that would yeah, <laughs> maybe they would. Maybe I should think about that a little bit more.
0: <laughs> I reckon you, sh- you could hold a competition as well and, like, the person that wins the competition gets to pick, like, one of the scenes that you have to do in the book.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. actually a really good idea. It might be something I, you know, there's a lot of authors who do. What's that thing? Is it Patreon? Yes. Now, yeah, and like I've been mulling the idea over my head, but it just seems so like a lot of work. <laughs> I think it is a and lot of work. Something yeah. like that would be really cool, wouldn't it? To have yeah, it would like, be
0: really cool. Absolutely.
1: A Patreon, like having having those different point of views scenes. Actually, give me ideas, ladies. I am in one Patreon group. Oh, to
0: be fair, I'm just, like, asking for what I want, so. Yeah, I know. Um,
2: And if she doesn't win every competition, she's going to be pissed because I don't (laughs) want that scene. I want this. (laughs) Oh, she'll start, like... I mean, so look, I,
0: I highly suggest women. that there can be like everybody can put suggestions in as well. So you might include other people's, but if the person that wins definitely gets included, you know what I mean? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Funny, I did do a Zeno point of view of that very scene. It is in my Facebook group, Queen Bee's Hive. It is oh my God. On, you have to, if you go on the PC, there's files and it's the first one. There oh my God. I, did I didn't
0: even know that this That's existed. A
1: year ago. <laughs> That's actually the only one that's up, but yes, I did do that, and I don't know why I did it at the time. Maybe just it was popular demand. I was like, oh, I'll write them. It's you know, let's give them that.
0: And because for anybody who hasn't actually listened to the first episode that we did with Kelly about Academy of Stardom, you should go back and listen to it because she does actually explain an alternate. Actually, it might be the second episode we discussed with you because I think the first. Only the first three books were out maybe and yeah, we episode we did finale. Separately. And when we discussed finale, Kelly gave us a little bit of insight about an alternate ending that she had organized for oh, finale God, yeah. and I thought, well you should go and listen to that for sure.
1: Mm. Yeah would um, I would have upset an awful
2: lot of people. <laughs> well, a Kelly, lot of people You and we would not be talking right now would we?
1: <laughs> I on. know. I think I would have been and talking to myself, frankly. I would have been like <laughs> yep. I did that. I did that. And my PA was like, Don't you dare. I was like, okay, maybe I'll not then. No. <laughs> I would have been like,
2: well, it was lovely to know you, Kelly, and um, wish you well on your author journey. <laughs> <laughs> and um <laughs> good luck.
0: Mm,
1: mm. Mm.
0: But speaking of alternate like alternate stories, I guess um my question was like have you ever thought of writing like an alternate where like Dax ended up with just like a random character like maybe somebody like a character called Beck or something like that
1: <laughs> if you want I can I can do a little a little short story of you and Dax I'm not, oh gonna, my god. I'm not gonna oh my god me. you
0: could do that in your Patreon
1: you could <laughs>
2: <laughs> that oh! The very first one. <laughs> um, you could do it in your
0: Patreon instead of you know how people can like pay for people to do voice messages for them. You they could pay you to write a scene, a scene with where them. they're in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I, Amanda Did was saying she, she's like, okay. wait, you
2: need to keep reading. Wait till you get to this chapter. And I was like, oh my God. Because it was Right, So okay, so Dax was on the roof having his little meltdown in the rain and it was all dramatic and everything. And then I was up to that point and she said, no, you need to get to the next chapter. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, is this where Dax finally tells Penn he's leaving the harem and <laughs> he comes back? Is this my chapter, Amanda? And she's like, I'd probably just... <laughs>
0: no paper your it.
2: expectation just get to-
0: <laughs> just uh take that out of your mouth okay oh.
2: so that's my on because cool, i was pretty sure i requested that's really awkward <laughs> <laughs> um. and then i got to the next chapter i'm like i'm not no this is he's even further cementing his his role in the
1: <laughs> era. He, he certainly cemented it that's for sure yep oh. so yeah
2: anyway it's okay I still
1: loved it.
2: It's fine. No, good. <laughs> it's fine.
0: I still loved it, but when you do your Patreon, you know she's going to be the first person that purchases a scene mm. <laughs> between her. <laughs> and her oh, it's
1: like, but it'd be like he's cheating, wouldn't it? No, because he's going to leave. Are, these are
0: alternates. These are alternate. He's going to
2: leave the harem. We're not going to. We're not going to.
1: You know, we're not gonna yeah.
0: it, ruin it. Yeah, it's not a cheating scene, no, it's, it's not a cheating scene. We don't want the realities. cheating
1: trope. No. I, could,
2: I could
1: I could see it uproar even so, you'd be like, What the hell is this? <laughs> no, we're maybe, we're gonna, we're maybe I can do dance lessons, like you have a dance lesson with one of you guys and, and I write you into the scene having a dance lesson.
2: My character would be a puddle of a mess. She wouldn't be able to <laughs>
1: dance. She'd just be like, <laughs>
0: So, yeah. what are you working on at the moment?
1: So, I have a brand brand new world, like it is completely separate from all of the books that have come before. It's not crossed over. It will be a oh whole God, that's new, exciting. whole new universe, and I can't tell you much because i I know I know where I want it to go pretty much, but I am a pants to writer, so I kind of just have a very very vague outline kind of thing um and then I kind of just go with the flow but I have started writing the first book and I'm maybe a third of the way through and this guy is actually like all my guys are always going to be a little bit troubled a little bit kind of come from the wrong side of the tracks but this particular guy is a cinnamon roll even though he has all of that as well. So I actually love writing him because he's he's the first real cinnamon roll I've ever written and I'm just completely in love. But basically the whole new world is a, is a t- it's a town called Princetown and the first there are going to be four interconnected standalones which will be male female romances romances in the beginning and they're the Princetown heirs basically so each story will revolve around them and one of their love interests and then I'm hopefully all going well, going to do RH spin-offs from each of them oh, mm. I love it, I yeah. love it. so that's, that's the plan I have actually got all four covers of the, the books and I've had them for two years, I've had the titles and the covers for two years and I've sat on them for so long I'm just like Argh! and so I had, you know, this this year has been really slow for me, writing wise, but it's kind of picking back up again now that I'm I'm sort of set into this this new world and I just love it already. I keep messaging my PM like, oh my God, this is happening and this is happening. Um but yeah, it'll always have the it, it will always have the angst. Oh I'm like, I feel like that's my thing, the angst and the tension. This is very tense. <laughs> I
0: mean, like you know we love, we you know we love the angst.
1: Yeah, all the angst and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I can't really say an awful lot more because even even now in my head, it's not fully cemented. But the one thing I did differently this time is that I planned more. So I have literally got characters, like their names, every, what they look like, where they live, you know, who their friends and family are and how they're connected. That's what I have been able to do differently this time. Um, and then the story will just sort of unfold as I write, I think, probably. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it.
0: And when are we expecting this one to be released?
1: It's I am hoping to write at least two of them before I release the first one. Oh, because I want to exciting. do a little bit like Ellie Thorpe does. She writes them all, doesn't she? And then she rapidly releases her books. Yep. I want to try and do that. So I don't think I'll be releasing these books until next summer. Because I wanna I wanna actually try and get all four books done. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how how long I can sit on the books.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we do know that your covers are always beautiful. So I can't wait to see what they look yeah. like.
1: Yeah, I have, I will I I mean, I personally love Manchester covers because I grew up with my mum reading Mills and Boons, you know, the long yes. flowing hair and the guy in the front. And I think that's ingrained in my soul. So, but I will always do an alternate cover as well because I actually love them because you can put little sort of Easter eggs on those alternate covers, can't you? With the object. Absolutely. And stuff, and I love that. So I'll yeah. be doing two. Um...
0: Oh, I love that. I love it. Now, we do have a fair few questions because we put out okay. the request for questions. So we do have a fair few. Do you want to start, Beck?
2: Mm-hmm. Is it easy to shake off the characters like you've just finished Breakers to dive into the new world and stories, or do you need to have a physical reset between holiday uh, between series, like a holiday?
1: Yeah, I, to be fair, I always have to have a reset, and I, I didn't realize that that was my process until it became apparent that it was because every single book I write. I always have to have at least, I mean, honestly, I take normally take about three weeks off in between because I physically can't get out of that headspace yeah. before starting a new one. Um, and that's why I don't release as maybe as quickly as some other people do, because I literally cannot pick up another story without sort of letting my mind kind of drop those characters. And it, particularly if I'm very much attached to them, like I am Pen and Her Breakers, it was actually quite hard to let them go a little bit and i had a good old cry when i finished encore i was like, a bit sobby a bit pathetic yep. really but i <laughs> had a good old cry and then i, I was like that. right i need a few weeks and then i was and in those few weeks i would eat all the boring stuff that you have to do as an independent author and then i started sort of planning and then i was able to then slowly get into these characters and now and now i'm there so yeah i definitely always have to have a break
0: and so i guess keeping on theme in terms of the Academy of Stardom series. Yeah. Um. What has changed for you from your first words written about the breakers to these last ones in encore?
1: What has changed for me? What do you mean, as an as a writer, or just with the characters, or?
0: Well, that's the question. So I guess they're asking, yeah, like your journey, I guess, throughout these. Yeah,
1: I mean, crikey, well, in in terms of. Like I I think I probably mentioned it in the in the other chats that we've had. Like Freestyle was a complete chance. I took a chance on this story. Like I had a few books, series released before, then that did all right, but not ma- nothing massive. And then I just I just decided to write this story and took a chance on something that I had no idea would ever be received the way it was. And initially, actually, Freestyle. did okay it did better than anything else before but it didn't really really pick up like in readership until I started funnily enough TikTok and then it really grew it grew it grew and it grew and then I had quite I had a few you know bigger sort of what you call them creators who talked read it and talked about it and all of a sudden it took off so um I forget the bloody question now what was the question (laughs) It has changed for me. It's changed my life in the yeah, in the respect that I was able to stop working part time and write. I mean, that's what enabled me to do this series, and it's always been my bestseller. If you look, like as an indie author, you have like I have like these reports where you can see like you know kind of royalties or how many books have been read. And the of Stardom series is out outsold them by just ridiculous ridiculous amounts so I knew it was I knew. I know it's something special which is probably another reason why it's hard to let them go mm-hmm. and not want to keep writing and keep writing and keep writing um because I know that they're you know quite popular I suppose for me anyway I mean in comparison maybe to other authors It's a drop in the ocean. But for me, they're my best-selling series. And um, so my life has changed. And I was able to go to Babe. I could afford to to fly out to, you know, to Sydney, you know, do all the things that I would never have dreamed possible. So I do owe an awful lot to those characters and those stories for sure. That's awesome. Okay, another
2: question we got was, you have hinted, but are you willing to confirm returning to the world Uh, for stories around the kids well
1: I don't know (laughs) look listen never say never um oh shall I tell you look (laughs) this is where you guys always get me but I funnily enough funnily enough I at the end of Encore I had done another scene, which is on my, never got into encore. And I had this scene and it was about one of the children having something happen when they were older. And I didn't put it in encore because I was like, look, if I do that now, people will want that story. And I'll, I'll perhaps they might not be interested in Prince Tam. So it is the plan to go back eventually and do, yes, second generation. But it won't be until after I've finished Prince Town story so it'll be a little while yet hopefully your people will still want to know but you know i think they will <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely there, well. is, there are a lot of kids there are a lot of kids in in the series like if you asia's younger brothers mm. there's obviously iris grim and beast kid there's obviously star oh, well that's what they call her star their child and, and obviously during that time things can happen they can have more children you know the world is my oyster so yes i think i'd like to go back and also Part of me is like, I want to see what they're like as like parents who've got like, you know, children potentially marrying some dickhead. Mm. <laughs> and then like, what? Hold on. what's happening here? You know, I'd yeah. like to see how that would play out with the characters. So, yes, I think I will probably go back eventually.
2: Well, there you go. Another exclusive. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah.
1: He and he's like That is locked in, I think.
0: Is it 2025? <laughs> Roughly, I think. The time <laughs> at. Yeah, that's what uh, <laughs> yes, that's good.
2: No pressure, guys.
0: No, no pressure at all. No, it's fine.
2: You take your time. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> we'll be waiting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you choose your songs before you write your dance scenes or do you search for a song that has the emotion you're trying to convey?
1: Oh, that's re- I do a bit of both actually. More often than not, it's the song that will trigger the dance scene. More often than not, um, in fact, actually, I can't I can only think, yeah, do you know what? I think it is always the song that triggers the dancing because I have this weird thing, and I don't know whether it's just weird or other people have it, but I have always been able to see dance it's so strange ever like danced as a kid but only as like you know every kid does a bit of ballet contemporary nothing ever professional I was actually afraid to do dancing on stage I used to get stage fright. but anyway I've always been able to close my eyes and see dancing when I hear a song and so when I hear a when I sort of come across a song I really like I can do that I can visualize the dance and initially when I first started writing the dances I was thinking how the hell am I going to describe these dance scenes the way i see them in my head um yeah so it was it i was think you did to me. thank you <laughs>
2: <laughs> i
0: think you i think you managed well you
2: kind of <laughs> you kind of actually answered another question we had was where did you grow up a dancer um were you a pro dancer or how yeah because the dance scenes not, were super detailed yeah not
1: never a pro never at all i mean i dance ballet and contemporary as a child and I probably stopped when I was about maybe eight or nine quite early and that was because my mum made me enter a competition and over here we've got like um this well back when I was young in the 80s there was like this uh um TV presenter called Floella Benjamin and she used to do like this children's play that children's show on the telly and they had this dance competition in Hammersmith and my mum's like you can do this Let's get you so actually I've got a whole full in full like length leotard, blue leotard. I remember it really clearly. It was all spangly and sparkly. And I remember going on the stage, starting in my first position, and then absolutely forgetting every bloody step. And I remember standing there, looking at Floella Benjamin, and I could see she had this like look of pity on her face, and I just ran off crying. And I never did dance after that again. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, so yeah i'm not a professional dancer but i appreciate dance and i love it and you know i mum dance an awful lot which you missed me doing at Babe, which is such a shame it really is a shame. next
2: time we can catch you dancing yeah. i'm sure there'll be another moment don't you worry don't you worry <laughs> um what has been your favorite moment as an author and
1: do you have a least favorite my favourite moment, I have to be, it has to be, there's a couple of favourite moments, and some are small, but not like massive things, so my, one of my favourite moments was doing Babe, that was just the most insane signing I've ever been to my life, and it was just the best experience, because it combined going to Australia that I'd never visited before, and I got to meet all my like awful friends, and hang out, and meet you guys, and just, it was just the, the best time I had, um, but there's been smaller moments, so interestingly enough, um, Academy has starred series none of the book has ever gotten to the top 100 in the US store ever and last year Freestyle managed to get into the top 100 in the UK so that was a real like proud mm-hmm. proud moment um, but when one of my readers I often get lovely lovely messages from my readers and and like oh, I'm always so amazed like I don't feel like I don't know what it is but I feel like I know how powerful words are and like stories are for people and how they can help to heal and all that kind of thing and take them away from like stresses and strains. But I never really thought that my words would do that. I always just assumed it would be everyone else's. And I've had quite a few people sort of reach out and say, you know, these books saved me, these, you know, helped me during a really hard time. But there was one particular girl and I posted about her on Instagram and God love her she had like what I would wrote in the front, the dedication in the front of the book tattooed onto her thigh. And I was just oh, like, wow. this is insane to me. Like, I just don't, I don't know how this happens. So that actually is probably my peak moment. It's might be a small thing, but to me, it's massive. Like to have mm-hmm. my that's physical awesome. and put on her low. I just thought, wow, that's just, and I met her and she was the sweetest girl and we had this. She told me a story and I just thought like, I was crying. Like, I was like tearing up and she was tearing up. And I was like, right, I've got to come round and give you a hug. So I was like hugging yeah. her. And- <laughs> but things like that to me are just so important. I think they, they always pick like, you know, I'd love to be one of these authors who are always in the top 10 in the US Amazon store. Oh, of course everyone would. But for me, those things mean so much more, so much more. So, yeah,
0: that is that's super cool. But also I feel like everybody should go and read Academy of Stardom if they haven't already and just get it into the into the US top 100. So oh, the series, you. ultimately, the whole series, every book plus encore. And, yeah, <laughs> I that that that's, that's a goal. Oh. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One day maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, they're really missing out, to be fair.
0: <laughs> they, yeah, if you haven't read it. And do you know what? If you have read it, you know, just go out and just start recommending it to people. So I feel like this is a goal we could all achieve.
2: Even if they read the novel, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, it
0: doesn't. Matter. It doesn't matter. They say, "What do you read? I read true crime. That's fine.
2: It's
0: fine." And there's some crime involved with <laughs> oh, in this. There book. is
2: crime in this. Done. There is
1: crime. There is yeah. crime. Exactly. There
0: is something. <laughs> um. And this is just the last question to close it out. Um. Would you say that uh, your favourite moment at Babe was the actual signing or meeting us?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think <laughs> that of was last meeting a bit you. A... Yeah, I was <laughs> really nervous. Yeah. It's yeah, funny, he's... you meet you. We chat online, and you, we do this, and you're so warm and welcoming, love and lovely. But I'm, I was super nervous about meeting everyone in person and I'm kind of one of those people you could probably tell whose mouth runs away with them and I just talk and talk and talk and talk and I feel like I'm a bit sometimes I feel like I come across a bit of a twat and I'm like okay you just need to reel in Kelly reel it in just be calm just calm down no. but um I loved I loved meeting everyone and do you know what um do you know Michelle Lancaster the photographer she does mm, yes. all those wonderful um photo you know photographs of those gorgeous guys and <laughs> she brought over One of the guys that she, um, I can't say the word, photographs is actually on one of my covers for Prince Town. I'm not going to tell you who it was. She brought me, she brought him over to me. And before she said, I'm going to bring him over to meet And I said, oh no, please don't because I'm just, I'm just really like I become like this stupid I'm mean, like I'm old enough to be his mother for crying out loud, but I just right. get like really like fumbly mumbly and like don't know what to say. And she bloody well brought him over and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and he was lovely, really sweet. But I was so like, oh god. And then I started really sweating because I had the ball gown on and I was like, I'm really hot and flustered and God, what if my pit smell? You know, I was really <laughs> panicking. <laughs> but well, we I have to actually you know. could probably you might be able to see on my IG, I'm giving this all away. I think I've got a photograph of me with him. Maybe I do, or maybe not. Maybe my Facebook group. But yeah, that was the moment for me. And, and, and actually, his, his cover was supposed to be the first cover that I released, but, um, and the first book that I write. Excuse the airplane, play if you can hear that. Um, but actually, I ha- I'm i not writing his story yet. I've actually, for whatever reason, my muse has decided to make me write a different story. So he's not <laughs> a cinnamon roll. But he has got his story, and I, I can't wait to get to his, his story. That's going to be super fun. Um,
0: I think it's I think it's awesome. And so, the, sorry, you said they were they were MF.
1: Yes, the first four books um, will be MF. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I've broken my throat. So, yeah, the first four books will be MF. Um, and then I'm going to have RH spin-off series. So each yes. of the guys will have a... a a particular not management role but they will own something a thing and in that thing those people work for them and that will be the rh's that will be the spin-offs yeah
0: oh my god I'm so excited um because that was that there was actually one other question on the on the instagram that was that would you consider writing more mf so perfect there you go not only will she consider it it's happening it Mm -hmm. is happening. And,
1: and it's a it's a bit of a risk because I've only written two MFs. I've done The Grim and Beast* obviously, and Beyond the Horizon. And yeah. I absolutely loved writing them. And actually, it's much easier for me to write an MF because there's only two characters, really, that you have to think about, mm. right, and get into their heads. So it comes much quicker. But I knew that people know me as – I know that people know me as an RH writer. And I love writing RHs because of – almost the same reason that they're hard because you have to get into the heads of several people oh, really? and actually make those people, you know, it's, it's really difficult. I feel in, in RH to make each of the guys as individual. So I really strive to do that, try to make them as individual as I possibly can. Cause I don't want to read carbon copies of the same person just wrapped mm-hmm. up in a different name.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: um, so it is, it does take me longer to write those stories because just because of that fact so writing mf is you know is actually much easier for me which is why i feel this story is going fast so that's why i hope to get them all written before i can release them because i feel like it's easier for me to write those that kind of love thing you know relationship yeah Mm -hmm. for sure
0: i'm excited to read that i think that'll be awesome so everyone can keep an eye out for that because i'm sure there'll be announcements if you're not already stalking kelly you need to go and follow her on, on all the places um, And you know
1: what? I'm terrible I drop hints all the time I'm always dropping things way too early and they're like my PA's like you know you just got to stop doing that you're giving the game my but I was like I can't help it so I like to drop little hints
0: yeah I mean we can attest to the fact that Kelly can be persuaded by you know a small bit of peer pressure to give away yeah. some hints in advance so that's fine um you know
2: <laughs> we, we're
0: here we're here for a good <laughs> exclusive at all times <laughs> well thank you very much for joining us once again um we always oh, love chatting. and um we can't wait to see everything that's coming over the next year
1: yeah i can't wait to reveal it all to you slowly but surely <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Love talking to you.
2: Always. (laughs)